A man who's back where he loves to be at this time of year is Dave Worsley. He is the tennis guru out in New Zealand, and he is in Melbourne at the moment for the Australian Open. G'day, Dave. How are you? Yeah, very good, thanks, uh, Ricardo. On a um, well, relatively warm day here. In fact, I've gone outside just to be authentic. Although someone's just put a cold gin in my hand, so that's okay. <laughs> I am uh, I am being authentic, and uh, there is matches back on the outside court. Yeah, now I wanted to get you on to talk about a few things. Uh, one of those, the Aussies doing so well um, after day one and, and into day two as well. But then I saw this story about games being suspended um, due to the heat. And the heat was, and I read that and I went, oh, that's unusual. It must be really hot over there. And then I read it was 36 degrees. And I'm like, that's not that hot, surely. And then I, I see the story about Jordan Thompson, the Aussie tennis player, who's complaining to the umpire, mate, I've played in hotter. Um, I've played in, he said, I've played here when it was 45 degrees, he was telling the umpire. So why the change now? Well, Jordan Thompson is a bit of a character, to put it to mildly. I've uh, dealt with him quite a bit. Uh, he's got a decent ranking at the moment. He's uh, one of these guys who's grinded away. He's got the floppy mo, he's got the long hair. He just looks like your guy who's going to throw on the, uh, the Speedos and uh, walk on the beach in jandals and uh, away you go. He's just that sort of guy. Uh, with a few forexes in his hand, he's, he's really great entertainment. However, he was—he lost the first set in his match against JJ Wolf, the American, and was up three-one. So he got the break of serve. He just hit back with some form, and then they said, "No, it's going to be several hours, three hours, in fact, before you get back on court." And yeah, what he said was actually pretty true. It certainly didn't feel—it it felt hot. I mean, hey, I, I wouldn't like to go for a run it, um, but you know, it wasn't as bad as what it has been over the uh, number of years. But in 2019, the organisers put in a new heat rule because the old one was too complicated, so they put in something even more complicated because that's how it works here. <laughs> so can, can you tell us how it works, or is it? Uh, do, you, do I need to be Einstein to, to understand what you're going to tell me here? Uh, well, I, I just think you need to um, you know, go to, uh, what's the gobbledygook award or the uh, complete and utter garbage <laughs> with award? Well, then you go to that, and pretty much that'll explain it. Now, what, what they're saying is a whole lot of different factors. And, of course, there is, because heat is different. I mean, you can have the heat, but then you've also got the humidity, or you've got whether there's any wind or not, whether your court is really down low or more exposed. There's all sorts of different things there. Um, so, in other words, it affects different courts in a different way. And uh, that's where he's sort of saying, well, hang on, we're playing, we're okay. Neither of us is actually feeling sick, or it, neither of us has gone to the umpire and said, hey, this is getting a bit tough. Um, the thing that, you know, where I feel sorry for the tournament is not the players, but for the, uh, for the fans. Mm. Imagine you've paid 50 bucks minimum for a ground pass or um, a huge amount more for a bigger pass. And then you're told, sorry, uh, go and find some shade. Oh, whoops. <laughs> oh, well, you'll just have to suffer and, you know, go and drink more alcohol. That'd be great. Be good for the bars. But the players get to go inside and have a massage or whatever they want. But most of the general public have to hide under trees or find some space, um, you know, just where they can. Well, because that's the other thing, I think, Dave. I mean, I've never been to the Australian Open, so I don't know if it's different to, say, going to the ASB Classic. But if you've got a ticket for the ASB Classic on Centre Court, for example, uh, or Grandstand Court, it, it's valid for a session, right? So, I mean, if they all of a sudden uh, down tools for three hours, is that your session done? Uh, well, like a ground pass is pretty much all good for all day or night and there's lots of entertainment and you know there's so much other stuff to do if you're not really into tennis it's like come along and have fun uh drink a lot entertain yourself or whatever but even if you're not into spending a huge amount of money there's a heap of course to look at uh the 
at the ASB Classic, the rule is if you get one hour's play, then you can't claim anything back. Whereas if you get a rained out day completely, uh, which is what happened uh, this year at the ASB Classic, you would have to get a refunded ticket. Mm. That's the way it works there. Uh, here is a bit different. I'm not sure. I think it's just like bad luck. There's enough other things to do, which there is. And plus, there's three courts that have a, a roof over the top as well. So, so yeah, it is a bit different. Dave, we should also talk. I, I see uh, Thompson is back underway. It's 4-2 to him in the second set. Yep. Um, so so that's that's good news. But uh, some other news that we're waiting to hear about, um, it came out yesterday from some Serbian journalists that the reason that Novak Djokovic had cancelled a couple of practices is because he's got a hamstring issue. They were suggesting that he's going to pull out of the tournament and not play. He is due on court tonight. Have you heard any more? Uh, basically, every player seems to have had an injury as such. I mean, we had Nadal seeming to play with uh, one yesterday. We had uh, Badosa pull out uh, before the tournament. Obviously, Kyrgios yesterday. A lot of players are carrying injuries. Um, you know, every player starts the tournament with a bit of a niggle. It's uh, how you end. And if you can end the tournament, particularly with the trophy, then that niggle is pretty much uh, nondescript. So, yeah, there has been rumour about that because of... Uh, um, Djokovic pulling out of a couple of uh, sessions. We'll just have to wait and see. I, I, he loves this tournament. He's won it nine times, for goodness sake. He's going for a record of 10. He is still, to most people's mind, the favourite. I think he will play this first round. He's going to try it this first round. Then he gets you know, a day's rest in between. I think it'd be silly if he didn't actually try and play uh, the first round because then you can really see how bad it is or how good it is. You get, then get one day to rest up, so or one and a half days for him. So I, I, I think he will come out and play tonight. Okay, well, keep an eye on that, mate. Keep an eye on and see what happens there. I mean, that is the other worry, right? I mean, we're so uh, it's a new season. Uh, we're we're only in January. It's the first uh, slam of the season, and they've had what three tournaments? You know, if you include the ASB Classic, Adelaide, and and Sydney, I guess. Um, it's, is it a worry for you that we've got so many top players carrying injuries at this stage of a season, given they've just had an off season? Yeah, you've got to remember that off-season is really funny. I love it when players say, oh, we've got to shorten the season, it's too tough, it's too tough, and then go and play exhibitions all the place. You know, it's like, hang on, you just said it's too tough, but then you go and play an exhibition and goodness knows where. Oh, we'll just play that exhibition and Dubai holds an exhibition basically on Christmas Day. You know, oh, well, it's too tough, it's too tough, but hey, someone just offered me uh, 250k to go and play in Saudi Arabia, which they did. Uh, that was Kyrgios was there, Cam Norrie was there, a whole lot of other players. Yeah, so I missed Christmas, but um, yeah, it was a really tough season, 250k richer. You know, so you know, play, players are always going to complain about how tough things are, how they got injured. You know, I, I guess the other thing is, for a lot of players, this may be their first real tough test. And for the men, playing the best of five in sometimes warm conditions, can actually take its toll. Mm. Yeah, we're just seeing actually uh, one of those players that you meant, uh, we, I think you alluded to there, Andy Murray. He's not obviously ranked in this tournament. He's played Matteo Bettini. Uh, he has just uh, won his serve and he is up 5 4 in the fourth set. Uh, Berrettini to serve the next uh, game. So uh, Murray on the verge of potentially uh, breaking through, uh, knocking Berrettini out and getting through to the second round, which would be uh, interesting to see. But I've got to say, it's, it's been a very good tournament already uh, for the Australians, hasn't it, Dave? I mean, uh, so many Australians already through to round two, particularly in the men's side of things. Yeah, don't worry, they'll go in the next couple of days. Uh, <laughs> just hanging out with the with the Associated Press uh, journalists, and they're like, yeah, yeah, don't worry, we'll be uh, fine. Won't have to do too much uh, in the second week. 
Uh, <laughs> particularly with Kyrgios gone. Kyrgios gone. No uh, Ashley Barty as well. Uh, no uh, Elia Tomjanovic as well. She's out with injury. So, yeah, there goes most of the big guns. They're gone already before the tournament kind of started. Um, so you're left with the sort of Jordan Thompson and uh, was it uh, someone called Burrell who won her match. She's 700 in the world. She won her match as a qualifier or wild card or something like that. So, yeah, don't expect them to last too long. Uh, what about, you know, the likes? Because I was looking, you know, Jonathan Millman's been around forever. He's He won a five-setter against the Swiss player yesterday. We've also had a guy who I don't recognise his name, uh, Hijikata. Sounds like he's Japanese, but plays with an Australian flag. He uh, came from two sets down to win in five. And then uh, Kobler as well. So, I mean, that's three Aussies I doubt would have been expecting to be in the second round that are there. Yeah, well, um, Rinky, as they call him, Rinky Dinky, the other Aussie players. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, He's a decent uh, player. You know, last, late last night, the crowd was going wild on one of the outside courts and chanting, well, typical Aussie chants of oi, oi, oi. Uh, <laughs> so you had that. Um, it was very, you know, elaborate, I guess. You know, let's, let's really get something imaginative. Um, but, Mate, they you know, put four X's on their cans of beer because they can't spell beer. So what do, what, I, don't, I think you're expecting uh, too much from them, Dave. No, not, uh, not really. You know, um, it's, uh, you know, they'll do a Viking wave next because that's original. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to get things thrown at me very shortly, uh, but that's okay. Uh, um, yeah, no, look, there's, there's a few. Look, it, it's in the second round that things get even tougher because you look at some of the second round matches. Just here you go. Here's one good second round match. It'll be tomorrow, and it's got to be played at night. It'll be Emma Raducanu against Coco Goff. Mm. That's going to go off because the British audience want that. The American audience want it. So that's going to be a night match, I'm sure. And what a cool second round match. Holy heck. That's a good one. That's yep. only second round. So the second round, both men's and women's, is actually really, really tough. And that starts tomorrow along with the doubles, which will feature the Kiwis as well. Yeah. Well, on the doubles then, uh, I mean, you know, Jamie Murray and Michael Venus teaming up, uh, teaming up this season. Uh, does that excite you for the season to come? Yeah, it, it should be good. They actually had a really tough draw originally, but then it got changed. So they were up against um, Tim Putes, which was um, Venus's former partner. And Nicholas Mahout, who had won the tournament here about four years ago and about five tournaments in total, five Grand Slam tournaments. But then the uh, draw got changed. So now they're up against some lucky losers or uh, next alternate uh, players. So that's actually a much better draw for them. So that's good. Uh, they are the 11th seed. And then in the women's draw, Erin Routliff with uh, Rosalska. And I think they're about the 14th seed or something like that. So they've got a reasonable draw, I think, in their first round. So hopefully we both pairs go through. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing. I, we had Emma, uh, sorry, Erin uh, Routliff come into the studio uh, and, and have a chat with us on breakfast when I was on with... Uh, you Mitch, felt short? Well, yes, <laughs> with Mitch McLennigan a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we, we talked to her about she was picking up a doubles partner, uh, you know, sort of literally the day before the tournament uh, for the ASB Classic. And, you know, it was quite funny talking to her about that and not knowing who she was going to play with beyond the Australian Open, whereas you talk to Venus and he's like, I've got this locked in for the year. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to see how they operate differently and disappointing, I guess, uh, for her at the ASB Classic in that she uh, went out first round in both doubles and singles. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, Erin... Doubles is still her specialty in that sense because, well, you know, it's got it to number 30 in the world. Got it to the quarterfinals at Wimbledon last year. Uh, didn't do anything for a ranking because there was no ranking points, which is just stupid uh, how Wimbledon, uh, you know, how tennis operates and uh, a lot of other sports operate. Maybe you're not allowed to bring in your Russian flag here. 
you know that have a Russian flag next to your name, even though you're born there, although you don't actually represent it or live there. So we just like to make things really easy in tennis, along with a whole lot of other stupid sports. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, she's up to 30. She is good enough now to get good partners. I think uh, Rosolska is okay, but not the partner she should have. She can, she deserves a better one. Uh, she still has a little bit of a glass arm sometimes, Erin, uh, with a few shots, but with her height, uh, as in six foot two, she should be fine and should be doing better. The good thing for her, and this is what I like, I've told her this, is that she's making a living now. You know, for so many years, you know, Mike Venus went through the same thing. They were skipping and scratching around trying to make a living. Now, hey, I just won, you know, $60,000. Or if, I think it's if you lose in the first round in doubles here, it's 60000 between them. No, maybe it's 30000 between the two of them. So, you know, you get 15K or whatever it is. That's, a, that's good. Make the second round, then you get about 30K per person. That starts to get decent money. Make the third round, well, there you go, you're away. Mm. And that's, it's just nice that you can now make a living. Yeah, totally. Uh, what about um, when the juniors kick in, mate? Are we going to see any Kiwis from here we should keep an eye on, take part in the juniors? I mean, I've been excited to see uh, how Vivian Yang's progressed um, in the ITF side of things, won that tournament in Wellington, still only 17. Yeah, well, Vivian, uh, I think she's about five out from the main draw. So that may mean that she has to go through qualifying, which is a real pain. Uh, she's playing at Tarelgan at the moment. Lost in the first round of the third setter to a Bulgarian, so totally different style. Uh, she made the quarterfinals of the doubles there, so that's, that's decent. Uh, yeah, she's just outside the main draw, but she could get in if a few players pull out. It'd be nice to actually see her play. The, the difficulty here at a Grand Slam playing for the juniors for their first time is they just end up in awe of how many people are around the court. Uh, just, oh, there's Djokovic walking down the hallway. Oh, my goodness, there's Nadal. There's, you know... Seen Serena Williams in the past, and a lot of times it actually just phases up. I'm not sure Vivian Yang will be quite like that, but it, it, it is big time and it does freak them out. I've had a few Kiwi juniors who just said, oh, If I played that tournament again, I'd be so much better because walking down the hallways and seeing these stars and cameras and everything else is just pretty daunting. So uh, hopefully, she can go. Now, there's also the other um, Kiwi player, and I'll just remember his name, he's hyphenated player. Um, oh, gee, from Taranaki, who is about five out in the, in the boys' side. Um, so we'll have to remember his name in a second. It's uh, hyphenated. We'll get to there. He won the 18th champs uh, for New Zealand, so it's one of his first overseas tournaments. Uh, from the Naki originally. But, um, yeah, I'll come back to that one. <laughs> but, yeah, so there, there's potentially a couple that could make it in um, if there's a few pullouts directly rather than go through qualifying. Yeah, good stuff. All right, Dave. Hey, listen, we, we don't want that gin to get warm, mate, so we'll let you go. But thanks very much for coming on and having a chat, mate, and enjoy the rest of the tournament. No doubt we'll talk to you again soon. Okay, no worries. All right, cheers for coming. Cheers. Uh, there we go. Dave Worsley, New Zealand uh, tennis guru over in Melbourne covering the Australian Open.